Alright guys, it's Mike Five from New Music Saturday, here to introduce uh, another part one to another New Music Saturday. And we're in June, at uh, the end of June, almost in July, and after a crazy month of interviews in May, uh, we haven't had so many in June, but tonight uh, we've got Shotgun 21, and I absolutely love Shotgun 21. Now we did this, obviously... Um, anyone listening in real time knows that there's a global pandemic that's still happening so we couldn't get them all in one room so we had uh, in the end all five shotgun 21 members on the line plus me and bonesy and Stu, uh, premium blend disco Stu, as he's now known uh, so it was a fantastic um experiment in whether or not you know skype and everything else would be able to handle it uh, and it worked really well and it was fascinating and the thing that i think i learned and took away from it was you know, i know the guys quite well and i've you know, seen them live and put them on gigs and all the rest of it um, um, and I love their music, but I never realized or appreciated how collaborative and how well they work together and how close they are. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. If you can, you know, if you're in a band with people that you're, you know, that trusting of and that close to, I think that's a fantastic thing. So that really came across for me as well as lots of cool, interesting things. So really hope you enjoy the interview. And then we've got some banging tunes afterwards. And then we're back with another part two that's absolutely awesome in a little while as well. So thank you very much. As always, if you go to newmusicsaturday.com, uh, you can subscribe to our mailing list and get all the, uh, all the latest New Music Saturday stuff. And there'll be some bonus stuff coming and all kinds of cool stuff 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 um so thank you for doing that thank you very much for listening please keep telling your friends our listeners keep going up so you must be listening to me and doing that appreciate that um yeah cheers guys wait a minute this sounds like rock and or roll i just looked out there and there's puddles of water all over the freaking stage <laughs> Yeah, well, look, I don't want to lie to you, boys. Uh, six days a week, the place is a hockey rink. Yeah, well, this is a rock concert, not the bleeding splish splash show. to New Music Saturday with myself, Dr. Bones of Doc of Rock, Mike Five, the guitarist, everybody wishes they were, and of course, our great co-host, Premium Blend Disco Stew. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening, guys? Amazing. That's definitely going to catch on that. Stu's going to love that. Um, definitely. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I knew you would. <laughs> so, I saw you retweeted it the other day. You're like, yes, I'm in there. Premium Blend Disco Stew. <laughs> It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Uh, we, I've, had a, I've had a good week. The sun's been shining, and then there was a storm, and then it was sort of in the middle. And uh, so I spent a bit of time in the garden, a bit of time looking out the window, and a bit of time halfway between. It's been lovely. How about you guys? 
Man, I actually I power washed my back deck and my driveway and and my front stairs gets us all cement and stuff. And I borrowed. Um, I know too many mics by the way. So my buddy Mike Wiggins, who's two doors over, lent me his power washer. And man, what a difference it made! But holy crap, were my arms and hands like vibrate for almost forty five minutes afterwards. Every time I touch my phone, it's like my hands like really vibrating. <laughs> totally right, worth so it. I was, wasn't at all expecting to talk about you power washing something this evening. Oh. I couldn't even say it then. It's good. <laughs> totally worth it because well, we want to re the back deck. So Em's like, okay, well, no, ask okay. Mike or, or Jimmy. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't need any new Jimmy stories yet, but. So she has to ask Mike or Jimmy for a power washer to borrow. Okay, yeah, no problem. So we got that done. So that's the way next uh, things I'm going to state it. But other than that, it's been an easy week. I mean, we're slowly but surely um, uh, having more flights at the airport, which is cool, but kind of scary at the same time. You know what I mean? Like just more public interaction. Mm-hmm. Like so. Anyway, it's a good week. Uh, lots of good music tonight. And of course, um, we're going to get to our musical guest right now, our very uh, awesome guest. Welcome, Shotgun21. Hi, how are you guys doing? Oh, yeah. We're doing awesome. How about yourselves? All good here, yeah. We're cool. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. So let's uh, get right into it. And uh, Mike, uh, you're going to kick things off tonight, buddy. It's all you. Go for it. (laughs) Cool. All right. Well, (laughs) thank you very much. Um, I think I've been given the privilege of kicking this interview off because I love Shotgun 21 so much. This is like a little fanboy moment. but but why don't we why don't we do because we've got for the first time ever I think um, there's eight of us on the line I think or seven because we're waiting you know for more might join um, including us hosting it so we're gonna we're gonna try and and uh, get everyone's um, you know views and answers and everything and all the rest of it but the first thing we want to ask you uh, just for the benefit of everyone else listening and not having a clue is one by one do you want to tell us who you are what you do and I don't know, something interesting that you've learned this week or something interesting you want to share. <laughs> that's, that's my icebreaker when we've got a massive interview. Um, and I'm going to go, just because he's first on the screen, Mike first, and he's got a great name, obviously. Me? Yeah, go on. Um, something new I learned this week. Um, that Aldi is cheaper than Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I learned this week. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I'm Mike. I'm the singer. I do uh, some guitar as well. Um, yeah, it, it, Shotgun Twenty One was kind of my brainchild from before. Uh, it was supposed to be a, a southern blues rock band, and it went in a complete different direction, as I'm sure you're all about to hear. Ooh, I'm looking forward to hearing that story. <laughs> nice, cool. Hello, um, Brian. You're next. You want to say hello? Hi, I'm Brian. I play keyboards and. Um, do samples and twiddly things on various electronic equipment. Um, my interesting fact, I have a zombie living in my garage. You're going to have to elaborate on that. <laughs> <laughs> He's called Jeff. He's so bad. He's called Jeff, right? He's called Jeff, yeah. My daughter made him for a, for a college project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. I thought it was just some like random guy called Jeff that you kind of thought might be. <laughs> yeah, yeah just mm-hmm. killed him and left him in there to rot oh, yeah. slowly. Taking a sinister turn already, haven't we? This is, this is very exciting. Um, Ian, do you want to say hello and tell everyone who you are, what you're doing, all the rest of it? Hi, I'm Ian. I'm the bass player and attempt, attempt to do backing vocals. Um, what have I learned this week? 
trying to get out to Spain is bloody impossible. <laughs> I, think I think there's something going on in the world, isn't there? Yeah, it's like, you know, but they said that we could go and we've been trying to look at getting flights and things and it's absolute rubbish. My my partner's um, sister lives out there, so we kind of wanted to go out and see her. But So it would have been quite... Um. It, this wasn't being irresponsible. This was being really cool because they would have picked us up from the airport, driven straight to their place, stayed there for a week and driven us straight back and got on the plane and come home. So there you go. Oh, nice. That's a very socially responsible holiday that you were trying to put in there. Really like been in that. their bubble. I'm not sorry. Nothing. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Good. All right. Nice one. Um, and we've got Andy as well. Yeah. Hi. I'm, I'm Andy. I'm the uh, I'm the baby of the group. I only joined uh, a couple of years ago, a few years after they formed, um, to give them a bit more meat behind the uh, the guitar section, so Mike could get on with the singing, um, as well as sort of add that extra depth to the group. Um, and I'm loving it. I'm really loving being a part of the band. They welcome me with open arms and. This um, this release and the music you started hearing over the last few weeks and tonight are the first songs I've had the pleasure of actually being involved in in writing and sort of shaping and recording. So up to now, I've been playing in a cover band almost, um, playing um, Shotgun 21 songs that I had no part in writing. So this is all really cool um, for me and I'm really enjoying it. Um, what have I learned? Um, I've learned that most people seem to have forgotten there's a global pandemic on this week. Everyone seems to have tried to go back to normal. It's madness out there. Absolute <laughs> madness. So, um, yeah, people just need to sort of get a grip and just realise that people are still dying. It's unbelievable. unbelievable. It, is, it is quite crazy, like, you know, a bit of sunshine. Yeah. You know, the, some of those pictures on, well, Bournemouth, I think it was, wasn't it, Beach? Yeah. It's just, I mean, it was busier. They were saying it's busier than it's ever been before. Not it's the busiest it's been oh, since there's been a million pandemic. people, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what a time. Half a million people. What a time to decide to go to ball. Unbelievable. But there you go. Um, and then wait, we're missing... Wait till the pub's open. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> knows all about the pubs from when he was over here. Uh, we're missing Simon. Uh, I don't know if one of you wants to tell us who Simon is, just for the benefit of, in case he comes on later and, you know, whatever. But um, he wants to talk on behalf of Simon and introduce him. Mike, you do it. Hang on, two seconds. Uh, yeah, well, Simon's been. Um, sorry, I was, I, was, I, was, I was replying to WhatsApp. That's really professional. Um, <laughs> Simon in a previous band with myself. Uh, which band? Which the name actually escapes me right now because it wasn't really a band. So I never played any gigs. Uh, but he he turned around uh, after that disbanded because it never really went anywhere and said, "Well, if you want to do anything else, then let me know." So. Drummers are hard to come by, especially quality drums, because Simon is an absolutely quality drummer. Um, so I said, well, yeah, we're going to do this other thing. We'll try and get some other people in. Are you interested? And he's like, yeah, I'll play drums. So, yeah. So, Simon, you might be along later, but interesting fact, which I'm not sure people know, is that Simon's wife, Katie, I went to school with and didn't realise that they were married until we'd been in the band for about three months oh, <laughs> yeah. nice so I've known his wife since I was about 13 14 so like 20 24 years and then was like oh it's you so, yeah, that, that, that's, that's another interesting fact I could have said that this week that's yeah, cool there you go so I feel like we've all got to know you we all know each other and um, what we'll do for the next um, 
I don't know, 20, 30 minutes, have along with we'll, we'll sort of um, gayers. We'll try and explore and fire as many questions at you guys as we can and find out more about the band. Um, we've obviously played loads of your tracks over the years. Um, my personal favourite was the Cyclone Ranger EP. I just thought it was absolutely outstanding. But Shoot From Your Hip was amazing. Your first album was brilliant. And you've got some brand new stuff out as well. My my question before, I guess, we open it up to, um, to everyone else to um, as well is just how... Like there's so much in all of those albums and EPs, and there's such a variety of styles and music, and yet you still have this kind of shotgun twenty-one sound. And I guess Mike, you can start because you said that you started as kind of a with a vision of being a did you say a bluesy country band or something? But well, it, did, it could was you literally supposed to be a, a dirty southern blues rock band that something should have hailed out of Texas or Tennessee, right? And it just didn't turn out that way well that's so that's my question like when you're talking to people and you go oh yeah i'm in a band how on earth do you describe your sound because i don't think we've nailed it <laughs> <laughs> i think the sound the sound for us and the other guys will probably agree as well is we will play what we enjoy playing so if that's a scar sound if that's a rock sound if that's a punk sound it's what we individually enjoy playing um and I don't know, it sounds a little bit cliche, but if people enjoy what we play, then we enjoy what we play because you've got to feed off a crowd at the end of the day. Yeah, and you've got a good, like, I mean, I've seen you live a few times. In fact, the, I think the EP is recorded at, um, off the record, isn't it? Um, so I've seen you yeah, live. Some yeah, some of it. So yeah, we've got four, four tracks, I think. Four tracks we've got live from Brunswick, um, which we have to say was an absolutely epic day and you did really well and just trying to bring all those bands together on one stage in one little part of a bar in Ho was phenomenal mate you did really well yeah I second that and some of the bands you got you know us ourselves aside are absolutely incredible and I'm still following them now you know I, I know. Warface. I know. Andy's talking about I am Warface. I am Warface. Are just oh man, those married. those guys, man, <laughs> those guys are incredible. What Matt does is is just absolutely spot on. Yeah, I agree. I think we were really lucky. Like you know, Stu and I have just started getting applications for this year's on the on the premise that it might go ahead or it might not. I don't know now. Um, but uh, just even listening to them the other day, it's incredible the amount of you know talented bands that apply for. Well, for you know any gig or anything, it's amazing. But um, yeah, you guys are amazing on that because obviously you brought down you had a busload of people. You stayed the whole day. You saw all the bands. It was just a really good, fun time, which is basically what it's all about. We spent, um, we, we spent some money on that day, man. I'm not gonna oh, lie. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> we had a bus. We had a driver. We had every ale. But I say, I say, we spent some money. Ian spent some money. <laughs> <laughs> so the only thing I feel bad about is you must have spent more than you got paid for that. <laughs> it's definitely a loss leader. Well, I hope it was a loss leader, not just a loss. Every gig we play, we spend more money than we make. I think that's unfortunately pretty standard, isn't it? I, I do remember uh, playing a gig where um, you know, there's five of us in the band and we got paid 25 quid. For a gig that because of whack reasons and everything else we turned up to in four cars so we definitely spent more of it on petrol <laughs> than we did um get into it but you know we had a good show yeah, these things happen don't they it's all part of the fun um i'm gonna have, i'm gonna i'm not gonna hog all the questions so i'm gonna let um Bainsey or Stuart, um ask you a couple of questions as well well honestly uh 
my my first question is the band name. Where is was that initially kind of to be in tune with the kind of the, the southern blues that you wanted to play, or is that is that aimed towards me, Mike? Yes, because you've come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Mike. I will, be, I will be wholly honest. It's almost stolen. Uh, there was a band called Subject Twenty One, and another band called Shotgun Risk, and I just nicked half and half. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where it comes from. But it, it, it not being funny, it sounds cool though. Shotgun Twenty One, it kind of rhymes and it sounds good. It sounds brilliant. That's a great way to to come up with a band name. Like lots of people go through lots mother. of pain. Yeah, well, lots of people go through lots of pain, you know. People brainstorm these things, then they find out what they've chosen is someone else has already got it in, you know, Georgia or something. Like, well, oh, where's that? The, the, thing, just... the thing was that the band name was already decided before we even had a band. Okay. <laughs> so when you advertise, were you like, I want people to join this band that's called Shotgun 21, and then it makes it oh, look like, you know, it's really established. And like, I didn't it's... advertise. I knew who I wanted. I spoke to Ian maybe a year before and said, you play bass. I need the bass player. You let's let's get together. And then Ian was like, "Well, I know a keyboard player. Let's try and bring them in." He was like, "Cool." And then I already knew Simon anyway from previous. So the four piece started from some context that we already had. There was no advertising for, oh, we need a a keyboard player. We need a bass player. We need a drummer. We already had the contacts within our own circle to put the band in together. <laughs> You know, it's almost like, and they told two friends, and they told two friends. <laughs> yeah. It, it was word of mouth. It was but literally word perfect. of mouth. All of a sudden, we had a band. It's like, brilliant. How, how easy is that? It's amazing. <laughs> well, Mike, Mike was running a thing at the time, like putting a lot of shows on. And um, um, so we kind of got to know him through that. And, and me and Brian were playing in a band, uh, another band. And then, and which is, it just, that's literally how it happened. Like, just what Mike said. It was kind of like out the band that me and Brian were playing in was just purely really a recording band. We didn't do live stuff. It was just literally recording and writing stuff. And then and it was just it was kind of like we'd we'd spoken to Mike a few times, gone to a few of the because he he put a lot of gigs on around the area, so we got to know him quite well. And then it was just it was just an obvious thing that was going to happen, really, you know. And it was good. It was cool. Right on. Well, my next question, this is um, either one person can kind of um, start off or you know, each individually, is um, one question that uh, we normally ask a lot is, is the chemistry. Like, how's the chemistry of the band work? Like, who brings what to the table? Is it a group effort or is it an individual and then everybody collaborates? Or how's that work for you? Um, can, I answer, can I answer that one again? Yeah, go on then. Okay, okay. so right. Yeah. Well, basically, it's... I was, I was trying to think about this today because I kind of anticipated this question. <laughs> it's kind of like going shopping and getting a lot of ingredients and then asking a lot of people to come up with a dish. So basically speaking, somebody will bring an idea to the table and it doesn't matter what the idea is. It could be a bass, it could be a guitar, it could be anything. It could be just a set of words. And every everyone then sort of chips in their bit. And the, and, um, the songs are born out of, really probably out of jams. Sometimes they're a little bit more complex. Sometimes it might be a kind of full song. And and then when everyone hears it, they say, look, you know, why don't we change this bit? Why don't we do this bit? Why don't we do that? 
But generally speaking, it's a collaboration between all of us. I, I, I would never say anyone sits and writes the song. It, that, that, that never sits well with me because I just think that's kind of a bit... If, you, if you're going to sit down and do that, then go off and be a solo artist. Do you know what I mean? Fair enough, yeah. For, for me, for me it's, it's a collaboration of people. It's how everybody works together. And there's been some great ideas put to the table of this band, and, the, and great ideas have come out of it. And, you know, some of the songs, you know, they, they started off as, as one in one little, right, this is it. But, the, but by the end of it, by the time you come out of a recording studio and recorded the song, it's completely different, or there's so much being added to it. So it's basically just ideas. People bring ideas that's to exactly the table. What I was going to say, yeah. yeah, that's it. It's just ideas brought to the table, and and everyone we 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 tend to um, take it in turns. So it's quite democratic in that sense. So it'd be like, right, who's got an idea? I did the last one. What about you? Right, I've got this idea, and then everyone contributes, and it goes on and on and on. But then there's other things that go on as well, like um, a lot of like. Uh, putting stuff onto the internet and digital and as the band works when it's ideas it's always ideas so we have a a, um, a facebook chat page right and but we put forward right this is what you know you've asked me that this is what i've come up with everyone looks at it they make a decision on it but nothing's done without everybody saying yeah that's that's cool we're happy with that right that's it really Nice. Well, you know, it's like I said, just curiosity, uh, just because like obviously every band kind of works kind of different. And man, I you, you got to love a song that comes out of just like a flat out jam session. That's always cool. You know, those those a lot of times are some of the best ones. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say what um, we, we could we could spend five minutes doing something, and it will turn into a song the next rehearsal. Then equally, we can spend two weeks working on something, and then go, you know what, that's not working. So we'll just. Just kick it to the curb. It's, it's this five-minute songs, or if we're just sitting in between practicing, and I don't know, Simon will start doing a drum beat, or Ian will just start messing about with bass line, or Brian will start just doing something on the keyboard, or Andy will just start fiddling on the guitar. That is where, I don't know, maybe 30 40% of our songs come from. Someone's just messing about, and we go, oh, no, keep doing that. That sounds good. Add to that, add to that, add to that. And then that's what, that's what, that's how we collaborate, and that's how it happens half the time, I'd say. I would say probably 90% of the time, yeah. Yeah, definitely. 90% I think we should say we've also almost have a sixth member of Stephen Brown who oh, is, yeah. runs Matchbox Audio where we've recorded everything. So when we get to the recording stage, he always puts his input in. He's always got brilliant input. And what it adds to the songs and the way he mixes them, they wouldn't be what they are recorded without him. He's actually sung a couple of our songs as well as background vocals so we're in we're in a recording studio and he's like well how about you do this how about you do that how about you do this and we're like yeah that just works and he knows he understands our sound and where we're trying to come from and that is from a, a recording art from from a recording studio that is just invaluable to us it is absolutely he probably adds 20 percent to our song that's a huge uh, endorsement actually and a point worth picking out on because you know for for an independent band for an unsigned band or whatever going into the studio is usually a quite a transactional process isn't it you you go in you record the parts you try and get as much done as you can in as little time as possible because you can't afford it and then you're off and either they make it or somebody else makes it whatever so to have a producer role is sorry go on hey mike we take ages recording not gonna lie 
we'll, we'll go in and we'll have the scratched records done and we'll do X, Y, and Z. And we'll get to the point where we go, okay, now what can we do? And Steve, and to be fair, every, all the band has input, but Steve will be like, how about this? How about that? How about we change this sound? How about we turn that down? How about we turn that up? And like Brian said, he's lit. Uh, our six man. He's, he's, he is invaluable. I, to be honest, I, I don't know from the rest of the band, I will say that I don't think we will record with anyone else. No. He understand, yeah. He understands, yeah. No, I quite he agree. the sound we are trying to achieve. Yeah. And he helps us do that. Without Steve, uh, the, the Slugcone Ranger EP would have been half as good. And oh, wow. that he, the production on that EP, and I, I'm not afraid to say, is absolutely perfection. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. Like having, having someone who is fulfilling that role of a producer at that independent level is is absolutely amazing. I mean, that's, that's you know, every band listening to this should go and talk to that guy. Was it Steve at Matchbox Audio? Yeah, Stephen yeah. Brown. I mean, yeah. the thing with Stephen is, is if, if you sit and sit, if you can sit down and you can have a cup of tea with him and you can talk to him about your songs and he will give you an opinion and, and, and he will tell you, like, you know, why don't you look at this? And the thing is, he, he's kind of, I wouldn't say he's, well, he is a perfectionist, but he, he's not, he's not like, he's not like anal about it. He's, he's just like, you know, don't rush this, lads. Have a look at this or try this or, or, and normally when we when we record anything, he'll record it uh, three or four times and then he'll go back and say, listen to them, pick out what one you think you're, that you're happy with and go with that. And if you can change something, why don't you go back? And there's never any stress. So you're not like saying to him, oh, you know, that's it. I've got it's like, look, if you're not happy with that, then we sit down and we go through it again and we do it again. And, and that's pretty much how he is. And the contribute what he look, might not the nail on the head. I mean, he really is the sixth member of the band. He puts so much into it, and and it is. I mean, we're very lucky to be fair. We're very lucky. Yeah, that's cool. That's the thing as well, because, because he's also a, re, a really good musician as well. So he understands if something's quite right, he will say, "Are you happy with this?" And then we'll look at each other and go, "Well, are you happy with it?" And he'll be like, "Hmm." It doesn't matter if I'm happy, are you happy? Then that's when we know that something's not quite right. <laughs> he, doesn't say, he doesn't say it as if to say, yeah, that's, that's, you could do that better. He'll just turn around and say, are you happy? I mean, probably, probably he, the he's, best. He's, he's such a nice guy. He is an absolute legend, but because he plays drums, he plays bass, he plays guitar, and he's an absolutely amazing singer as well. If you go to someone that knows what they're doing, before they record you, he, he can understand in his head if something's right or if it's not. And he would tell you, or he will ask you politely because he's such a polite bloke. Are you happy? I mean, Andy, you, happy, you, this was your first studio time, wasn't it, with us? So, I mean, you, what did you get out yeah. of it? Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I mean, um, just, just taking on the process and just working through it. But yeah, Steve's input is second to none, really. I mean, I can't compare it to anything. Um, and I've had the pleasure of knowing Steve since um, we grew up around the street, around the corner from each other when we were boys, and he was good friends with my uh, older brother. So, oh, wow. I mean, he is—he is absolutely superb when it comes to the, um, the musical side of things and putting things into production. Um, and even from you know the, the final mixes and things like that, the difference in the quality that he just puts the edge on the record is just absolutely phenomenal. What he does, and we, we, the guy sort of said to me at the beginning, Steve's a magician. Wait until you hear what he does. 
and we kind of put a scratch track down. I think it was Apathy Town we recorded first. We put a scratch track down to that, and he started playing around with the drums, um, and just adding things and just changing the way he did things. And it was just wow! All of a sudden, it sounded so much, so much bigger, such a, a, a higher level of professionalism to what we were doing. And it, yeah, it's just you just can't put. A, there isn't a value you can put on that. I mean, the, the input, as the guys have rightly said, being a six member is absolutely spot on. Absolutely spot on. And Mike's just sort of hitting the nail on the head a little bit there by going, um, are you happy with that? You know, and that, that's the kind of way, he doesn't, he doesn't say it in a way that, you missed a beat there, Andy. He says it in a way that it's like, just go again, just make sure. Um, and then, you know, he'll have ideas and he'll throw in another one. You know, we, we've got two guitar parts over most things. And Steve will pretty much go and double them. Um, you know, put another guitar over the top of that again. Let's make the sound bigger in the chorus or, or whatever it is. So those, those inputs, as Ian says, is absolutely right. The collaboration between us all to come up with the songs. And then when we actually get into the studio and we get things down, it's kind of, yeah, let's just tweak that. Let's do this. And yeah, it's absolutely, it's a great, it's really, really was working on, on the three, the tracks that are coming out in the EP and working with the guys as a live band um, over the last two or three years now. It's just been great. It's been such a good laugh. And, um, yeah, we're making some good music. I'm really proud of what we've done. Right on. Well, you know, just before... Uh, sorry, go ahead, Mike. And then I, I, I was going to ask Stu if he was going to... Uh... Well, yeah, actually, that's what I was getting to. So let's yeah. do ask a question in a second. The only thing I want to bring up, and it's only because I saw this episode today, it's happening on today, is when you're talking about the sixth member of the group, I actually happened to see The Simpsons with Spinal Tap, you know? You know, people thought there were four members of Spell Tap, but they were wrong. Could you turn the house lights, please? You know, like, that, that was, that's your cue to turn the house lights up and tell, tell the audience that the fifth member of the freaking group. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, I just, I like, we just saw that maybe about two hours ago. So, <laughs> I just fear cool. it up. So, anyways, um, we're going to uh, pass it over to Stu. So, go ahead, Stu. Stu? Is is do there? He's got a sticky meat. Um, we've broken him. We've broken him. All right. While we wait, while we wait for okay. Steve to unstick his mute button, why don't you tell us all about the new EP? I'm calling it an EP. Is it an EP? Is it an album? I don't know. I don't well, know yeah, it's sort of sort of a mini album. Um, when when we originally started, there was going to be a couple more tracks on it, and we literally. We're supposed to be recording in a church um, the weekend we got locked down. Oh, wow. So we couldn't do that. We were going to do do a couple of, uh, get a couple of the older tracks and just redo them because we thought they could sound really nice and big, you know, in a, in a, in a church. So that was, that, that was going to be on the EP originally. Well, it would have been some more of a mini album, so it is with seven yeah seven tracks on it all together so it's, it's sort of a mini album still anyway um just sort of time constraints and and getting locked down has has cut what what was going to go on it down a little bit but i suppose the good thing about that is then there's another shotgun 21 release in the wings where you all go and record oh yeah in a church and stick out the next one so that's pretty good for everyone listening who's, who's a fan like happy days yeah right on so you know what uh, while we're waiting on Stu still, um, why don't we play track? So this is the title track to the new uh, EP mini album. This one's called Take On The World, Shotgun 21. Dig this. Mm-hmm. 
Take my heart and turn it to gold. Take my hand and we'll take on the world. Right on, Shotgun Twenty One with "Take on the World" is the title track to the new mini album. And uh, man, this is a great tune. And I'll tell you, first off, I love the little fade out uh, vocals at the end. That was pretty badass. Guys? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so that's me. I'm on mute. <laughs> We've got Simon with us now. Hey, oh, hey. everyone. Hello, Simon. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. And And you? We're all living the dream. We're, we're having a lovely time. We've heard uh, lots of uh, controversial things about you, which we'll explore later while you weren't on the call. Um, terrible, terrible things, to be honest. But, yeah, no, apart from that, we're all fine, mate. I have no, no idea what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> He's lying, Ty. He's lying. He's lying. We love you. All I need is a brief explanation, and I'll be up to speed. <laughs> uh, we, we talked about Shotgun 21. It's this really good band that you're in. Um, oh, uh, don't worry, we'll, we'll get you to say hello properly. Introduce yourself in a sec as well. Um, I just want to say that's the that song. Am I right in saying that's a world exclusive, Brian? I think you said in the email that might be the first time that's played. Is that right? Yeah, it's Brian. Brian's on mute. I can see he's still on mute. It, it is. I can confirm that. It's Andy. Yeah. Um, I yeah, sorry. That is, a, that, is, that is a world exclusive. Yeah, there's Brian. Oh, nice. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we love a world exclusive, but I just wanted to say that is absolutely fantastic. So what I love about you guys is that you do, you know, some of your songs are really trippy and spaced out and kind of like out there. And some of them are just proper filthy rock and rollers. And that's definitely in the latter. It's got that great hook, awesome guitar solo, that little organ bit that comes in that sounds like a kind of Hammond at the end is absolutely fantastic by the way, Brian. Um, but yeah, just everyone together, tight as anything, absolutely love it. Um, you guys are on fire with this. So I think for anyone listening that hasn't heard the rest of it, which everything I've heard is amazing, by the way, um, this is a really good indicator of what's to come. Um, I suppose my question out the back of that is, uh, well, first of all, should we get Simon to say hello and tell everyone who he is and then we'll ask some questions? Yep. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, guess what? I'm the drummer, <laughs> and, and and I'm also having very much uh, technical issues with this computer, so that's why I was late to the party. But yes, um, it's a pleasure to be here. Please continue, guys. <laughs> so when we started, we asked everyone um, who they are, who they were, and what they did, um, which which we've. Um, uh, which you've covered, and then we also asked if they've learned anything interesting this week. So, have you learned anything interesting this week, Simon? Uh, or recently? We'll expand that to recently. Uh, no, I can't say. I have to be honest with you. Yeah, it's it's all pretty uh, pretty bog standard. Um, yeah, no, I have no nuggets of information for you. The chief yeah. is great. <coughs> brilliant answer. <laughs> Thank you and welcome. Um, my my question was, what do you what do you write songs about? Like, I've got an inkling from from some of the lyrics and some of the styles and stuff, but I, I don't know. We talked a bit about how you write songs earlier, but is there any specific things you you focus in on, or where do you find sort of inspiration to write songs? I guess definitely non political. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From as my as we were saying before that um some songs come from out of nowhere 
this title track to this take on the world was um i don't know it was a jam for 10 minutes it was writing lyrics for five more minutes and it was working out the um working out the layout of how it was going to go and it was done i mean this song was probably done in 40 45 minutes and then we just tied it down to, to what we were doing when we were recording it it's one of the ones that were easy to do I think a lot of the time it's just um, the, the it's kind of what goes on, you know. I don't really. I, it's it's very because the crazy thing about it is is there, there's certain songs where you, you can write a lyric down and then say I can't do anything and someone else finish it off. Yeah. I think and that's what happens. I think it's so you pass over your lyrics. That's that's how much everyone's involved in it. That'd be like oh, I've written these lyrics, but I can't. I'm lost with the next verse, and you'll pass it over or or vice versa, whatever. So, it, and but the theme's the same. We try and keep sort of everything sort of. A lot of it's to do with with us and what we what we do and what we experience and that. And it's and we try and I think it'd be safe to say we try and keep politics out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, some of the, some of the songs are about people we know. Yeah, <laughs> and, and some of the inspiration is around um, things that are happening uh, with us um, or things that we've observed. Um, I mean, you listen to the words on Apathy Town um, and their observations that I think Ian and Brian have kind of made and, and maybe Mike's input on the lyrics on that. Um, and you listen to uh, Take on the World and very much that's Mike's, in, Mike's take on where he was at the time. Um, another side, I think, was kind of it started off um, a bit tragically, really. A guy, a really close friend of mine, was sort of passing away um, through a terminal disease, and I started trying to write. Is that about Adam? Yeah, yeah, about Adam, my, my good friend Adam Laver. Um, and I started right. I had this um, this riff, the main riff from the other side. Um, I had it for about a year, um, trying to sort of figure out how it worked and how it would sort of fit into something. It's a little bit out of time in, in certain places. Um, the, the timing changes are not sort of what I think the band would normally be doing. So when I kind of introduced that, it was a little bit interesting to the guys. I remember Mike's comments at the time were, oh, I, I like the sound of this. This is a bit different. Um, and the lyrics were, were quite a difficult thing because the song was always called, I had a chorus, and the song was always called Other Side. Um, and it was kind of about my friend passing to the other side. That's kind of where it started off. But I got a few sort of, a bit of a verse through, and I just couldn't write it. Um, it just sort of tracked me up a little bit. And it turned out to be about a shitty relationship at the end, um, which I think everyone's sort of experienced in the past and, you know, wanting better things and being treated like dirt and those, those kind of things. That, that's where other side came from. I do. I, I think there's something important in when, when something's in the public domain, it can take on whatever meaning you read into it anyway. But I think it's especially beautiful if you write as almost a collective and as a, you know, it, it's, it's not even that you're, you know, going, okay, I do the verses and I do this. It's, it seems really free-flowing, and I guess that comes across in, you know, the fact that we talked about all the different styles and genres and how you could even start to describe the band. But but that's all a beautiful thing, isn't it? Because all together, that makes it Shotgun 21. That That is what makes it unique in itself, which I think is fantastic. Yeah, you've got to buy into exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's the thing. Funny. You have to buy into the song, you know. And but, into the idea. Do you know what? Oh. I've got my, yeah, I have. Yeah, we can hear you, sir. Yeah, I, I um, okay. I was 
say my my um, input on some of these songs is is down to what sort of stuff I'm exploring with lately. You know, say it's um, some some more sort of like say Scar or something like that. If I was like having a good listen to some Scar, I would turn up to rehearsal and uh, try and force uh, a Scar beat into it. And then that sort did. of <laughs> you did with um, with uh, crazy kind of crazy way. Kind of way. Crazy kind of way on. is all about Simon. That was all about <laughs> Simon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, guys, I, I hate to break this party up, but we only have a couple of minutes left here. So I guess the last question okay. would be: Is what's uh, um, what's going on for promotions for this for this mini album right now? Like how are you guys adjusting to the kind of not playing gigs? It's hard. Uh, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> we, but, at the end of the day, we all want to get out and we all want to play, and we all just want to let loose. And since March, it's been an absolute nightmare. But I mean, collectively, we we all know what we love to do, and we all understand that pushing forward is what we need to do yeah i mean the the ep will probably be going up um in the next few days upon all digital formats so that's itunes uh spotify all that all that that sort of thing we've got to deal with distro kids to just add add it to everything so just google us and uh, <laughs> you'll find it uh, there will <laughs> be there will be a um uh, hard copies of the EP which are being finished off tomorrow um, and then being sent off print so they will be available we're going to we're going to set up a, a page and you can do it through PayPal to buy the EP if you want a hard disk that'll be sorted out from tomorrow so that's going to happen but I miss all these guys and I miss playing live with them so it's a bit miserable for me because I can't I like being not playing if, if that's a word that's right. yeah of course no, it's, it, basically i'll miss them, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's a play machine. them. basically he wants to play 24 7 and he will play every day every night yeah pretty much <laughs> sounds like animal from the muppet show right <laughs> 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 better looking version <laughs> <laughs> well guys um we are out of time but Thank you very, very much for joining us tonight, and we'll definitely have you back on again soon. You can count on it. Oh, cheers! Thanks. Thanks, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for your continued support as well. No, uh, th thank you guys for the brilliant music, and I'm, I'm definitely going to get a hard copy. Uh, so let me know when that comes out tomorrow, and we'll share the link everywhere. It's, it's only thirty-seven pound fifty a copy, so it's fine. Oh, that's an absolute bargain. I'll have three. <laughs> five copies to mine. He's my five, isn't he? So. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay, I'll have five copies. At least five. Cool. Well, thank you guys, and also thank you, Ben, first band to have five members dialing separately um, because of the weird times that we live in. And uh, thank God it seems to work for a change. Yeah. Although we, we might listen back and it will be silent. Please, please, Hopefully it's wrong. Cheers, guys. Stay safe. Thank you so much. Cheers. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I will just call Mike right back now because we had that big... Uh...
group calls, so I'm going to get this two back in the line as well. So just stand by here, and we'll get uh, into our next songs. But a big thank you to Shotgun21. Um, that was awesome to have all of them on. Hey, buddy. Hello. So um, I just called you back, so I'll get two in the line in a second. But um, as I was kind of um, doing a filler, I was calling you. I said a big thank you to Shotgun21, who is Mike, Andy, Ian, Brian, and Simon. That was a great interview. We had a lot of fun, and it's nice. And that that you know, like knocking wood, that worked very well because that's the first time because we had literally had like eight people on Skype. Yeah, that's pretty good, isn't yeah. it? I mean, you would think that that's you know that should be easy because that's sort of what it was designed for. But Skype never works. So the fact that it did work is brilliant. I'm actually well, they're, with they're that. almost competing with themselves and compete with Zoom, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. This so is even it. though it's yeah, the same yeah. company, still Microsoft, they're still competing with each other and like. Yeah, so, calling Stu right now. Cool. Um, so, while you uh, while you call Stu, I, I, I hopefully the guys are still listening because I meant to say uh, that Ron Bowes said say hi to the guys from Shotgun Twenty One for me. Oh, you know what? I, I saw that too, and I forgot to Ron. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy, but yeah, I hope one of them's listening. <laughs> I have now said hi, and I'll tell them in person. So in person. And Bye. you know, you know what's funny, man? One more thing here too is I was just thinking about that before we get to our first song and and uh, see what's happening with Mr. Stu. Um, when uh, Simon came on, I don't know why, but is, wait, what's you there, Stu? Stu? Nice well, because his picture's up, so I thought he was. Uh... He might still be doing that other thing. Okay, um, that's weird. Okay. Anyways, so um, when Simon came on, ju- just just his uh, his uh, mannerisms, vocals, the the one of the first things I thought of was as uh, the comedian Stephen Wright, and he, you know he's just very kind of low monotone, and you know uh, for example um, the movie Canadian Bacon when uh, John John Candy they go they go into Canada and they go to the RCMP and Stephen Wright's from the Mounties and he says uh, you know we need to go to the capital of Canada. Uh, let's go see. And John Kelly to Toronto is like the capital of Canada is not Toronto, it's Ottawa. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know what, what do you think we are? Idiots to Toronto. And the, the already being that John Kennedy's Canadian, right? So I was going to say he's Canadian. Uh, yeah. So there, there's, there's that, but just for some reason, he reminded me of, uh, uh, oh my God. Uh, unfortunately, he recently passed away, uh, an actor, um, give me just a second to remember his name, uh, he was uh, Hans Gruber in uh, in uh, Die Hard. What was the name? Oh, Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Yes, thank you. And he's also and he was also in uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, and of course Professor yeah. Snape. But, you know, but either way, but I don't know. Why I thought of Alan Rickman right, right away. <laughs> <laughs> why I don't That's exactly hilarious. know, but just remind me of him because like I thought he was a great actor. He's I think he was, but he was. He was a fantastic actor. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, man, that was a great interview. I've been, I mean, you know, I've been dying to do that for ages because oh, I think yeah. they're fantastic. You know, I know, I know them all, you know, pretty well. Really. You know, I'm part of the, the crew there. I'm not part of the uh, the entourage, but you know, I, you know, I know them all pretty well. Obviously, seeing the gigs and stuff, but it's really nice just to have that chance to chat a bit more about the music and find out a bit more about them. And you know, it's fascinating. That whole that is truly collaborative, isn't it? That whole process. Oh, yeah. You know, that really does sound like you know. I can't think of any more words for this. Do you want to finish it off? Not many people do that, especially with lyrics, because it's so personal. Yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's brilliant. The majority of the time you write exactly, it's more personal. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but to be able to do that, there must be such a level of trust in the band. It's brilliant. Like, well, no great kidding, thing eh? to be able to do. So yeah. um, it, it's saying that Stu's online, but 
he hasn't said anything, so I'm not sure he's there, but like. That's play a track and we'll find out. Yeah. So let's see what Mike said. We'll play a track. You know, you know because <laughs> th- this is his show, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you guys know it's 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 fifty fifty. So <laughs> yeah, this this is like I said many times, and it is true. Like this show is is mine just as much as it is yours. So let's yeah, but you do all the work. Yeah, it's, it's worth it, but it's a good balance, man. Like what what I don't do, you you make up for. So it's a good it's a good balance. So no complaints. Uh, all right, so man, let's kick it off. Speaking of uh, Mr. Ron Bowes, our first song up is Bowes and Heart, and the song is called Billion Dollar Heist. And dig this.
Right on. Hard and bows, bows and heart, however you want to say it, man. What an awesome song. Billion dollar heist. And I was saying to Mike off air, I was like, holy Iron Maiden 80s sewing. That's just fucking badass as hell. Like, I, 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 man, like, no, leave it, leave it to hard and bows to do stuff with this all the time. It's just rocking. It's just so heavy and I just love sewing. And man, I just love the different influences uh, and and just the fact that that Ron is, is so versatile in his music. Literally, I mean, going from metal to kind of uh, uh, um, partners in crime, you know, or and, and to some uh, well, obviously some Stones influence as well for some of the soul stuff. But man, like, what a great tune that was! I like, really, really enjoyed that one. Like, and like I said, right at the hall, I was like, holy man, fucking maiden! Yeah, <laughs> like right on. <laughs> Uh, well, I, uh, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to listen to it, but I can only imagine that it's an absolute banger. Uh, it sounded great from what you described it as, and I'm sure if uh, Ron Bowles and, uh, well, Bowles and Hart are involved, then it's going to be a great tune. Brilliant. Brilliant review. Good to have you back, Stu. Hello. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I, I did get to listen to it, and just, wow. I, I mean, I was tempted. There's a, there's a sort of fan I've got upstairs where I've been working in a very hot room this week. I was tempted to bring it down and just sort of position it so that my hair blew around all over the place. Like I was in the, you know, 80s music video. It was just like, I mean, we talk about the 80s because it's got that like lush kind of reverb Van Halen sort of tone going on, which is really cool. But I mean, the guitar work in that and just the songwriting and the structure and everything, absolutely fantastic. That's a proper heavy one from these guys. Um, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. Oh, man. Just before we get to our next tune, you know, it's kind of funny that you mentioned uh, Van Halen as well, because at work this week, and um, I, I didn't answer your tweet, I should have in your little poll about uh, like mainstream like radio stations, because Hi. I was going out, I was work overnight, so going out for a smoke, and I was like, it's Stop for like, no. It's like, is that, is that Moorhead? Like, it is, it's fucking Ace of Spades, like, what the hell, like, what station is this, you know? Nice. So, nice. Like, so I heard that. I was like, this is awesome then. No, and I can hear it outside because those speakers are outside inside, sort of thing. So, the visual of the Ace of Spades, and then, man, <laughs> speaking of Van Halen, David Lee Roth, and man, running with the devil. Like, it's like, oh, this is like classic 80s night here, you know? <laughs> nice. So, yeah, it was, cool. I, I, it, it, made, it made my night. So, like, I'm not, I guess I'm not sure what, obviously, it's some sort of rock station, I'm just not sure if it's like, classic rock whatever but because I, I generally speaking i don't listen to mainstream radio at all unless i kind of have to which is at work but only when i'm in the main area otherwise there you are you working i don't listen to it so <laughs> that's why they put it on in all the communal areas so you don't spend too long on your break yeah. <laughs> that's how they get you man <laughs> all right so guys next up is brand new wild horse and the song is called don't want to go dig this
influence but just almost like a, a little bit of a different approach i mean they're still progressing and they're and they're, and they're, they're, they're still like like they're just kids and but this is great music now it seems like they put a twist on their stones influence to a little bit of a kind of brit pop but the the vocals are just are just getting better and better and better that 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 like almost kind of harmonizing was it was amazing i really really enjoyed this one it was a great tune that was, that was wild horse and don't want to go well, uh, what another great track. They, uh, these guys have really just about found their sound and they're just absolutely smashing it. Uh, yeah, every track, they seem to be getting better and better. They've definitely found their vocal, the right vocal pitch. Uh, the, the tunes are, are just getting better. Uh, yeah, I think Wild Horse are a force to be reckoned with. And yeah, when this new album comes out uh, next month, I believe, uh, I think that's going to be filled with absolute tunes. Uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely yeah, keep your eye on them because uh, I think Wild Horse are definitely going in the right direction, mate. The force of the horse. <laughs> <laughs> that, oh man, what a absolute stunner! Like, I mean, look, we all love Wild Horse. We, we all, you know, raved and gushed about them at different points oh, yeah. in our expanding um, <laughs> radio careers on different shows and all this and everything. But they are superb. Um, they are absolutely brilliant live, which I finally got to see them last year. I had to put them on to see them. But, um, yeah, absolutely stunning live. Um, this is brilliant for a number of reasons, in my opinion. Firstly, there's a slippy, slidey bass line thing going on in the beginning there, which is really lush. Like, it sounds just really cool, which I love. Just a little, uh, little production note that I thought was cool. Um, I, for me, it started out, for me, a bit like Stop Crying Your Heart Out. I'm a big Oasis fan, as you know. That's a great tune, absolute banger. By the end of it, it sounded more like The Cure, just the way those guitars were going. It had a Robert Smith kind oh, of vibe. Oh, yeah, man. But, yeah, brilliant. What a, I mean, the thing is, they do so many things so well, but that's a fantastic ballad. Um, and if you think about, you know, where Wild Horse were five years ago, say, when we, we were talking about them, um, and how far they've come you know, to now, oh, and they yeah. were brilliant then, of course. I mean, wow. <laughs> but, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, just before we get to our next tune, there's one thing that we're going to have to play next week because on I saw it on my hard drive and I also saw it on my Facebook memories, but we got to play some Crow Jane, man. Yeah, totally. They've, I think they've got a new thing coming out, actually. Oh, perfect. Well, um, 
Yeah, so I'm going to ask a uh, guy about that. Well, but, um, if it's an iTunes, yeah. I'll, I'll buy it for sure. Or bank camera to the one. Yeah, but, totally. So I, yeah, I just I mentioned that because it, like it came up, like it came up in my Facebook memories. And all Pro James playing this the show was like two years ago or whatever it was. So. And then again, my hard drive is okay, man. We got to play some Crow and This is this like a sign that we have to play Crow in the next couple weeks or so. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So next up, uh, brand new artist, uh, Marvel Line. I believe it's pronounced because it's Marvel I N E, so Marveline or however you want to pronounce it. So I hope I'm pronouncing it the right way. Either way, this is a great tune. This one's called "Gonna Get Myself a Demon." Dig this. <laughs> Get myself a demon, man. I really, when I first heard this tune, it's like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's like, no, I didn't give it a second listen. I listened to it again. It's like, no, man, I'm really digging this tune. I just love the, the catchy hook to it. 
the lyrics were 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 cool. Like I mean, and and, and it's kind of a good idea. And even what he says, no, my demon is well trained. It's like that's awesome. <laughs> like a great tune name. Then I hope to hear more uh, from them very very soon. That was a great tune. So that was Marble Wine with I'm "Gonna Get Myself a Demon." Yeah, I really like that track. It had uh, had all the right elements you want for, for a good track. It was uh, it was well written, well produced. Uh, certainly had that funky bass line as well. And it was all quite funky. Uh, yeah, it kind of just all no, no, just it just tickled your fancy really. And it was uh, yeah, it was a really good track. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, hundred percent agree. They had a, a Black Crows meets Primal Scream thing going on. I thought. Um, absolutely loved that actually uh, like you know what i mean like that kind of you know rocks era primal scream with all the oohs and the ahs and the backing vocals yeah it sounds like like chris robinson right so yeah that kind of yeah. solely black crows feel and you know um oh he's that um alabama shakes all that kind of yeah stuff going on which is really cool i love that actually that was a proper good um proper rock and roll tune Right on. Well, we have one more track for part one here. And, uh, of course, it's those fucking snowflakes. And this one is, this one is titled Tangerine Pirate of the NHS. <laughs> Take this. <laughs>
right on those fucking snowflakes. Tangerine Pirate of the NHS. Really, really enjoy the tune. Like, I love the. Uh, well, the lyrics were, were 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 vulgar to say the least. But either way, it was a fun song. It's always it's it's almost like uh, uh, a UK vulgar version of Primus. <laughs> You know, and and it, but it's just a fun song, and I could really really enjoy. It. Like, I mean, obviously the tune was awesome, like very catchy, and uh, you want to sing along kind of too. But maybe oh, oh, kind of bleep yourself out, kind of like you know, with the first time you heard uh, uh, um, uh, "Closer" by Nine Inch Nails on the, on the radio, no. And then every time after that, when you say it, you almost intentionally don't say the word because you're so used to being bleeped out. <laughs> <laughs> So that's my two cents. Uh, so is it me now? Yeah, go ahead, Stu. Uh, so, well, that's uh, that's the sort of song that your mum would disapprove of. So you know it's a good track instantly, really. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's punky, it's rocky, it's filthy, it's dirty. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to turn this down a little bit. <laughs> I completely... Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you want to hear the naughty words. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. It's got that grungy. It's like a grungy black flag. That's how I how I kind of think of these guys. It's like you know Henry Rollins on Nirvana. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I think they're I think they're fantastic, and you know they say it like it is and don't hold back. I think that's a, a trait that we should all admire. It's brilliant. I, I I tell you what, man. If I said any of those words in front of Kim's mom, uh, I would be kicked out probably sent to my room despite the fact i'm almost 41 but <laughs> <laughs> so and, and, and if, if 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 my mom was alive yeah i'd, I'd see the back cyber hand more than five times so <laughs> <laughs> or or i get the whole speech where oh you used to be such a nice boy where does vulgar language come from <laughs> <laughs> I just love the idea of a situation in which you accidentally say that in front well, of Kim's no, mum. There never would be. I, admittedly, in the past, I have dropped a couple of F-bombs, that sort of thing, but nothing that vulgar and, 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 and I guess, gross. But anyway, um, yeah, but I, 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 I've heard that speech a few times because in the past, you know, like my mom asked me about work or what, what have you, and then, you know, I get, I get started getting irritated because, you know, just – like everybody has, um, you know, there's some people you work with, like they're not bad people. You just, you just don't get along or, you know, it just, you're, you're, they, they, your irritation level is like goes zero to 60, like super quick. So I started talking about stuff and I started getting a little bit worked up and that's when the F-bombs started dropping, right? And then that's when my mom would say, like, oh, you used to be such a polite young man. What, where did all this language come from? It's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> but holy, you know, <laughs> like, like, fuck, like, <laughs> It's okay, you can say it now. Well, well you know what I mean. But uh, so uh, that's it for part one. So again, a big, a huge thank you to Shotgun Twenty One for joining us. All five, oh, was it four or five of them. Five in the end. Five, yeah. So it was great, man. It was a lot of fun, and uh, we got a lot of info, man. Like they, they really uh, <laughs> gave us a, a, a huge insight to what goes on with uh, Shotgun Twenty One. So. We're going to take a quick little break here, say about 10 to 15, and we'll be back to uh, be kind of like literally shoot straight down the rabbit hole right off the bat. So until then, we'll talk to you soon. It's been Dr. Bones, Mike 5, and Premium Blend Disco Stew. Hey. <laughs> Memory banks of the supercomputer. <laughs> 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 
shrinky-dink that! Krieger out!